It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Right on. We do a podcast, Tom Izzo. How you be? What up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, so yesterday, a couple things. We went to a restaurant uh, for dinner, all of us, me, you, Eddie, Boomer, and yeah. then, um, some of our uh, longtime advertisers. Yep. Uh, but one of the things, like, I knew it was going to be a bit of a bougie restaurant because I knew there were some uh, some very important people going. It was a very nice restaurant for sure. It was a very nice restaurant. But one of the things is I was driving over there. I hate valet parking, and sometimes nicer restaurants have that. Right. So I was as I was driving, I didn't know it was in a strip mall. It was in a strip mall. I could have told you that. My bad. <laughs> but I also, as I was r- riding over there, and I was thinking about valet parking, I thought, oh, I bet you since COVID, that's kind of out the window. No. No? People, there's still is valet parking? Yeah, I did valet two weeks ago. No kidding. Yeah. I thought that was co- I was like, oh, you can't have people in your car. They might no. put COVID in your car. The restaurant, we did it at the guy wore a mask. And I didn't give it a thought, to be quite honest. Oh, with but I, I feel like that'd be a good excuse if you didn't want it. I, I, listen, very I'm very excuse. nervous about uh, COVID. Uh, may I park my own car? Yeah, very good excuse. At weddings, I mean, that's a good question. Anybody that's gotten married recently, let us know. Yeah. Because that is a that is the the land of valeting. Right, and what if you're a valet parking uh, business? Uh, you have problems. Like, you own the business that does the valet parking. Yeah. Because if I was a place, I'd be like, we don't need you because people are afraid to hand their car over. Although, yeah. I'm sure, like you said, like, it, it, here in New York, most of the time when you pull into a parking garage. They're not letting they you take, take your car. Right. Yeah. They take your car because they got to jam them all in. And God knows what they do with your <laughs> right. car. When I, your car disappears. I don't even want to know. <laughs> no, exactly. You don't want to know what your car looks like, where it's at, what no. it's up against. You ain't kidding, man. How tight it's squeezed into the next car. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> you ever come out, like, even just parking in New York, just parallel parking, when you come out and someone's so close to you, you go, there's no way they didn't hit me. Oh, you know they tapped. Right. And you, oh, yeah. I'll look, and I'll look just to see. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for, like, a big dent. Right. Like, if I see a scratch, or like, okay. Like, that's what there's it is. There's nothing you can do anymore. Right. Like, my Prius, which I haven't had in a few years now, the back of that car was so scratched yes. up. And it wasn't from anything I did. I know it was from the parking and the people. And, and I guess it's what you do in New York. Eddie does it all the time. He taps. He's a tapper. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. And ever since I saw him do it, I'm like, you know what? I'll tap if need be. And I don't really often. But there's no question. My car has been hit and tapped numerous times. Yeah. And what's stupid is when you see cars that have the uh, bumper guard mm-hmm. on the back. Because that looks worse than a couple scratches. I agree. Like, that looks weird. Yep. I totally agree. The big rubber bumper guard hanging out of your trunk. Mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, unless you, ne- unless you only go into the city every now and then. You had one I liked. Get some scratches. You had the bumper license plate. I still have that. That I like. That makes sense. That does. The bump, it's a bumper guard that goes around the license plate in the front to protect, uh, you know, to me, the front 
You got the grill there. I don't want someone smashing in the grill. Well, I don't know if you know this. What's interesting about that? Yeah. That is illegal. <laughs> is that right? Yes. Now, you will never get pulled over for it. But if you get pulled over and you get a cop in a bad mood, not only is that illegal, the anything around the license plate is actually illegal because I got a ticket for it once. Is that right? Yeah. I remember I had the cowboy one around my license yeah. plate years ago. I got a ticket for it. My cop in a bad mood. Wow. I wasn't even speeding. I think I was doing like 60 and a 50. I wasn't, wasn't like I was doing 75. Got pulled over. He, ironically enough, did not give me a ticket for speeding. But he gave me a ticket for the for the license plate, whatever the hell it's maybe called. He was, uh, maybe he didn't like the Cowboys. You know, that's possible. Like, look at you this know what? Cowboy Would jerk. that shock you? No. Me neither. So that was news to me. And also, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to put the air fresheners on your mirror. Right, because I could be distracted. Because he yelled at me. It's the same stop. He yelled at me for that, too, because I gave you a ticket for that, too. Obstructed view. I'm like, hmm. everybody and their grandmother puts these around the mirrors. He goes, not legal. You ever see the people who don't get rid of the old ones? They just keep adding. Yes, I used to do that. I yeah. have like 15 of them. <laughs> And then finally, I was like, what am I doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And so I don't do that anymore. I have a, a vanilla one hanging. I love the vanilla tree, the yellow one. Yeah, sure. And then the orange one is coconut. The orange one's good. Oh, terrific. I do like that one. The yellow one's good, too. Yeah. Is that the is that what vanilla, you said? yeah. Oh, God. Help vanilla me. Roma, it's called. I, I'm sorry. I meant the light bluish, greenish one. What's that one? That's like a like a tropical scent. Is that right? That's a good one. Then there's also one that's uh, put out by this suntan lotion company called. Uh, it's the one. It's the suntan lotion company that has like the the monkey face. Panama Jack. No, no. I, I forget know. what it's called, but it's a very popular suntan lotion. It's a monkey face. Okay. And every once in a while, you find they have the air freshener monkey face mm. near where they sell the. And it smells like summertime. It smells like a beautiful woman, Jerry. All oiled up in suntan lotion. You get hot with that, don't you? <laughs> I get in my car. I just go, let me smell you. You're talking to me? <laughs> no. This oh, okay. fantasy fake person that's... Yeah, I understand. That smells like a oiled up a beach girl. There's nothing better. Nothing better, Jerry. Also, uh, a thing to point out that we saw yesterday at dinner... Uh, shaking hands 100%. Back. Back. Yes. It, back. Yeah. Unless the person gives you the fist. Right. Wow. <laughs> Unless they give you the fifth bump. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's hands out. I had sh- I shook a lot of hands. Then when we went to go sit down, I went to the bathroom. I washed up nicely. Then when I came out, someone wanted to shake hands. And then I initiated the yeah, fist bump. you out of the bathroom. I'm out of the bathroom, right. My hand's going to be moist from washing it. Yeah, I'm with but you. But, yeah, I, I really did think with coronavirus, those handshakes were over and done with. Yeah, they're not. I was like, that was, a, that was dumb. I was, that with, we, I was with you on that one. <laughs> we were, that was dumb to begin with. Yep. It's certainly not going to continue. No, it's back. Yeah, in full force. Guess who's back. Then I thought this was interesting, Jerry. Uh, you uh, said to me at dinner, there was a whole, there was a lot more food than we needed. Yes. And you said, this is gluttonous. Mm-hmm. And it made me think that gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah, I know. And then I looked at the list of the seven deadly sins. And I think they may have all been present at the Last dinner. Night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know them top of my head. I uh, right. I, I had to look them up and I wrote them down. So uh, gluttony is one of them. That right. is uh, it, it, taking more food than you need and mm-hmm. like. Just more of everything than you need. It's not specifically food. It's more of... No, it's... It, yeah, it's like if someone... Let's say someone here brought in um, um, T. 
T-shirts for everybody at work, and I grabbed 10 of them. Mm-hmm. That's a gluttony. I'm taking and left more. four for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, for the rest of the Like, I'm taking more than, yep. than I should. Right, so, so that's one. Gluttony is one, and that was definitely on display. W- way too much food than, yes. than, than we needed. Correct. Uh, number two was, is, well, these are in the water, but two is uh, lust is, uh, is, is there. Are you allowed to lust over your significant other, or has it got to be? You can lust over your, yeah, you can't lust over somebody else's. Gotcha. So if you were looking, if there were waitresses there that were beautiful or a waiter, there if, if there was a handsome waiter and you were lusting after him or the waitress or the person at the, the front door, the hostess with the most is the bartenders, the bartenders. Like if you, that is lust. Right, so we're two for two. So that was present. Yeah, pretty much. Greed. Number three, greed. Was greed present last night? I don't know. I think, I think anybody who makes a good amount of money for a living at some point, greed takes place. Although I, don't I think know that's that probably that's not fair. fair. No, it's probably don't... not fair. No, I don't like that one. That's out. I don't know the other guys. Maybe it was present, but it was not present with us. This is my favorite of the deadly sins. Uh Sloth. Sloppiness? Is that what sloth is? Just laying around doing nothing. (laughs) Just a sloth. And that's how we felt just shoving the food down our throats. That sounds like uh, G describes his Sundays. (laughs) Yes. He does. When he says... When he checks his steps, yeah, and uh, twelve hundred steps for a full day, yeah, for a full day, that's sloth. Yeah, well, we certainly sat around and didn't do a whole lot last night. That's, that's my fair. favorite one, yeah. sloth. Just, I did not know that was a that was a yeah, deadly that's sin. a sin. So you could say that to your. I had no idea. Your kids are not sloth like, but if people have sloth like children, you say that's one of the deadly sins. I know a few, sure, right? Everyone does, yeah. Sloth, uh, wrath. That's anger. No one being, was angry last night, were that's, they? No. So that wasn't present. That wasn't present. Okay. I guess I was hoping they were all present just to use examples. <laughs> they weren't. But, uh, yeah, wrath. So somebody who gets very angry. Yep. Very vicious, that yep. sort of thing, Jerry. Uh, envy. That was probably present. Yeah. I was looking around going, I would like to be that person. I would oh, like no, to have I that car. That. I would like I to. I like the person. I'm good, man. I'm not looking to be anybody else. Oh. Not at all. But, but what if you were envious of Boomer's automobile? If you are envious of um, the tailor, his fine clothing. Janelle? Yes. I do like his truck. Why am I not allowed to like his truck? Boomers. Boomers. That Raptor is phenomenal. You know, you can like it. Yeah. You can't um, be envious of, like, why does he get the truck? Oh, no. Please. That's not. Me, me, me. So you're not envious. There are a couple of things, not many. There are a couple of things that I'm envious of in life, but not that. Okay. So I don't know that that was present for me last night. Right. Now, for others, maybe. And then finally, Jerry, and this is the one I read about when I was reading about the seven deadly sins. This one is the thing that starts off all of the other deadly sins, and that is pride. Having too much pride often leads to the other deadly sins, they say. I don't understand. What do you mean? Like the, you have too much pride, so you... Um, hmm, what, what type of an example? Being too proud can yeah, lead to... Uh, yeah, because like be, thinking too much of yourself. You start gloating? Yeah, so then you these other deadly sins might come so in. So it's a gateway sin? It's a gateway sin, Jerry. That's interesting. Okay. You know the guy who did Super Size Me? Yes. I forget his I name do. now. I do. I, I watched head. it. Yeah, it was The McDonald's terrific. documentary? Yeah. yeah. So he 
he had got a uh, show on Spike TV a couple years after that came out really? called The Seven Deadly Sins. I didn't know that. And it was only seven episodes. And each episode, he looked at one of the deadly sins and then looked at how it's used in society. Wow. It was interesting. That must have been weird. Yeah. It was weird. Imagine imagine going to a couple. We're doing a documentary on the seven deadly sins. You, sir, you lost after another woman. (laughs) And she's sitting right there. May we speak with you here (laughs) on camera about it. Here here would be the problem. If one of them says, can we speak in private? (laughs) Yes. uh, I'd love to be part of this uh, show, but uh, not here. Can you blur out the face? Yeah. Please, and don't say this is my wife. Right, right. Exactly. Well, it's interesting. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, Seven Deadly Sins. All right. The Traveling Wilburys had a song on their second record called Seven Deadly Sins. Did they? Seven. It went like this, Jerry. Seven, seven, seven deadly sins. Yeah, sounds like a real hit. It was good. Hmm. It's catchy. Yeah, Spotify, check it out. Seven. You never know. Maybe the Traveling Wilburys will be part of the, uh, the 80s rockers next week. Oh. Never know. You did very well. Well, on if today. you did like Bob Dylan, I know he's a rocker, Jerry. I'm not going to say Bob Dylan. Well, all the Wilburys are famous. Every one of them. Yeah, even the drummers. No, but I would. I do happen to know who the drum who ah. the drummer was, even though he he was not famous. You shouldn't have said anything. Jim Keltner. See, that would have been a name that I would yeah, have went with. That would uh, I ruined it. Yes, you did. Uh, here's a story about uh, you know Dr. Dre, the rapper Jay. I've heard of him. Yes. Yeah, I mean this guy's made so much money. I know because he was involved with, of the course, headphones. Uh, of course he he produced huge rap and hip hop records, yes, Eminem's records, uh, Snoop Dogg's records, right. his own records, which were huge. Then he got involved with Beats. Yes, Beats by Dre. Beats by Dre, which is unbelievable. And for years, that's all I saw around Columbia and Rutgers. Incredible. Yeah, and then they sold mm-hmm. to Apple. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's... Worth billions. Worth billions. Yeah. Well, he's going through a, quite a bitter divorce okay. right now. And how about this? He was served with divorce papers at the cemetery at his grandmother's funeral. Come on. Yeah. They couldn't have waited a half hour. A process server for his ex-wife attempted to serve him with legal documents at the cemetery where he buried his grandmother. That's awful. Yeah. Imagine what that divorce looks like. That's got to be. That's cold. That is cold, Jerry. That is. Imagine what she's asking for. Uh, the let's see the papers involved her attorney's fees. Let's see the judge signed an order that he owed a total of one point five million dollars. Which is a drop in the bucket for him. Yeah. Yeah, how is that? Seems like a drop in the bucket. There's no way that's the divorce settlement. That's, I think, just for the legal fees that he owes. (laughs) The the wife. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? Like, when you have to pay, like, your wife is suing you. And you got to pay for her legal fees. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. Let me pay for, let me get that. The attorney who's viciously going after me, let me pay for that. Gosh. Yeah. Which of the deadly sins do you think that is, Jerry? Greed. Yeah, and gluttony. And gluttony, yep. I would certainly And wrath. She's angry. They're both angry with each other. Yeah. Pride got in the way, Jerry. Probably so. I feel like I'm doing a lesson on seven deadly sins for a You think they're getting divorced over lust? Probably. For someone else? Lust, gluttony, greed, sloth. Sloth is probably the only one that doesn't. And it probably doesn't exist. Doesn't exist in this one. Wrath, anger, envy, and pride. Wow, this is a tough divorce. Yeah. Six of the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. My goodness. 
Which of the deadly sins do you think you most are? Lust, like that you have. Gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, or pride? I don't know. I think pride for me. Because sometimes we don't do things because of our pride. Probably gluttony. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think most people have that. I would think most people that have, I won't say someone that's got an apartment or a condo unless they have one of those garages where they pay the monthly fee. Right. I think we all have so much stuff and we waste so much food. Yeah, that I'm uncomfortable with. I would say gluttony. And I and I think it would go for probably 85% of the population. It even bothers me, like, if you, like, let's say if someone throws away uh, chicken yeah. or any of the meat from last night yeah. that came from a cow, right? Not only do you go, okay, well, what about people who don't have that to eat? What about the animal? Exactly. Right. I think of that, too. Like, what goes into... Raising the animal, feeding the animal, to slaughter the animal, to get it from... All the work involved. And then into the store, into yeah. the thing, cooked by the chef, and then it's thrown in the garbage. Mm-hmm. There was a good one in one of those food documentaries I watched probably last year. Well, not recently. I watched a lot of them, as you know. Yeah. There was one, I, I don't know, was it called From from Farm to... It wasn't Farm to Table. I forget what it was called, but it basically showed you how much work and effort gets put into it. it had nothing to do with the animals it was more about the farmers um and when you throw a tomato out or you throw yeah. a pepper out like what you're what you've really wasted and the amount of resources and time and effort and transportation and gas and everything that goes into yes it's one of thousands and thousands but like you just threw it away like what a waste a colossal waste and we all do it so you know what gluttony right you buy something it sits on your shelf yeah. it goes bad yeah gone we all do it. We yeah. all throw food out every month. That's like, oh, we didn't. We opened this and never went back to it. Oh, it's stale now. Great. Oh, look, the peppers has a white growth on it. Awesome. Throw it in the garbage. Like, right. come on. Instead of just cutting out the white growth. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do now. As I get older, Jerry, that's that's what a mature person. You're does. getting ready for uh, social security payments. <laughs> they say I'm not going to have social security. That's, They've been saying that for 35 know, years. And now I looked at it. My parents are going. Their numbers going up. Because of inflation. They better not take my Social Security, Jerry. They won't. You'll be fine. That's something. Like, <clears throat> that's interesting because I'm not counting on that. No, nor am I. But if you get it, what a bonus. Correct. Especially what it will be if we get there. And we right. I think it. I looked. It was like three grand a month or something. How about Two that? Or three grand a month. That on top of your, you know, eight-figure 401k that you have. What's eight-figure? I didn't. You're going to be doing great. <laughs> eight-figure. <laughs> I had to figure out what eight figures was. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yes, that was a good one, Jerry. Thank you very much. Now, Jerry, tomorrow is Friday. Yeah. You, you are out tomorrow. I believe I'm out tomorrow. Okay. I believe Lepresti will be in. Very I good chance I will get up. No, he didn't ever quit. Oh. I will. Very good chance I will get up and do the warm-up show with you. Oh, though. is that right? I will let you know within the next couple of hours. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, because we have cool games tomorrow. I know, I know, I know. I, like I, I did hear to... Sal say he glanced at the 1 o'clock window. Nothing looks interesting. Uh, I saw great. someone write something about the 1 o'clock window the other day. Really? Yes. What's going on with the 1 o'clock window? They said it might be the worst 1 o'clock window of games in the history <laughs> of the league. We are going to find we'll a see. cool game. I hope. I don't think so. I hope we find a cool game in there. We'll do that tomorrow on a football Friday. Get you ready for Giants and Jets are back in action. We'll see you back here live at 5 a.m. And we will see CeeLo tomorrow as well. So, uh... 
what do they, what does Letterman used to say? Uh, wake the kids, phone the neighbors. We've got a big program tomorrow. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan on 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, let's do this on a Thursday. Week 7 of the NFL opens tonight, 5.02. Good morning, the Eddie Scazzeri. Feels like just five minutes ago that I was with you. How we be? Okay, good, fantastic. Get that out of the way. Now we get to the real stuff, and that we bring in Al Evan Dukes. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. There's a palpable, palpable? Palpable. Palpable buzz about the Knicks, and I don't know if it's just from this radio station. That well, it's I'm from getting. Sal. It's from Sal, right? Yes. That's I where I got what, it from. I actually had a couple of friends of mine that I woke up to. So here's the cool thing when you go out late on, on a school night, as we did, you get to watch something you might otherwise not watch because you'd be sleeping. So I got to see a lot of the end of the fourth quarter and the overtimes last night, which was kind of cool. And then one of my friends texted me, they, you can't be blowing leads like this. I mean, I'm like, they won the game. Like, that. the place was electric. Relax. He would not have been buzzworthy. Sal was buzzworthy. Yeah, here's what I think it is of why I think, and this is so weird, like, depending on who you follow, what you listen to, you'll think something is huge or not huge. So I listen to Sal coming in. Sal, as I'm sitting here, he's so super hyped on the Knicks. Yes. Then I took to Twitter, and I saw Evan... And the Cartner Robert show posting all these videos of Evan and Tommy and Big Zoo dancing at the Knicks game. So it felt like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the Knicks. But it might just be my little world. Hey, that that I'm is in. your world right now. Absolutely. And it's a Nick world right now. It's a Knicks world. A lot of excitement. Why do they do like double overtimes in a regular season game? Because you need a winner and a loser. But other NFL will do ties. Hockey does ties. Hockey does not do ties. They got rid of ties. No ties? Hockey? Are you serious? Serious. That's what the shootout is for. Because <laughs> ties but suck. I, but I thought they, they if the shootout ended in a tie, it was a tie. The shootout never ends in a tie. So you why shoot out until someone wins. Why don't we do that in basketball? Shoot you could out. have a contest. I mean, you could you could go with a, with a five-minute overtime and then have some sort of a three-point shootout or something. And maybe because as crazy as that sounds, I thought a shootout in hockey was ludicrous for the NHL. But they did it. Could you in 5, 6, 10, 15 years next year do that in the NBA? I suppose so. What about a slam dunk contest to determine well, nah, a winner? Nah, you need judges. So uh, I know this, Jerry, before the audience yeah. who's just getting into basketball. Uh, the overtime, how long is each overtime period? 22 minutes. 22 minutes? And then, so wow, so they did an additional 44 minutes last night? No, the overtimes are five minutes. Oh. Jerry, you're fooling the audience. <laughs> Overtime is five here. minutes. You know, it's weird, too. In a lot of cases, the last five <laughs> minutes of a... <laughs> I 
I was like, they played two games last (laughs) night, Jerry. The last five minutes of a fourth quarter can take an hour and a half. Yeah. And for whatever reason, overtime goes quickly. And I don't know why that is. I guess there's less TV timeouts and all that, but um, it it moves. So so yesterday you had two of them. So they do five minutes and five minutes, and then they had a winner. The Knicks. The Knicks, yes. The Knicks. I'm here. Instant classic. Well, this was the no, greatest. There's no instant classic in a in a one in the first game of a season. This Stop. is the greatest opening Knicks win well, in the history of the franchise. Stop, 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 stop. I was thinking about basketball though. It's oh, the only sport where you have to be like a giant, like a physical giant. Very difficult if you're five foot eight and playing the I, NBA. Yes, there are a few guys very in the history. Few, very. So few. you have to be a bit of an oddity. Yeah, sure. A large oddity. If you don't have a six sport. in front of your ledger, yeah. you've got no shot. Right, but other sports, you could be a giant. You mm. could be you baseball. You could be tall or well, small. Well, you can't be a five foot eight lineman in the NFL. Yeah, but people said Kyler Murray was going to be too short. That the guy's slinging it all over that, the place. Again, that's a quarterback, team, and it's Cardinals. rare. Think about how many. I mean, how how tall is Kyler Murray? I don't know. Five eight. No, Kyler Murray's a five eight. Is he really? Jerry, I once knew a guy who was seven foot four, five hundred twenty-five pounds. He was from Grenoble, France. I'm actually sitting there listening to you because you also thought there were twenty-two minutes in overtime. <laughs> uh he is, like he's five ten. Five ten. Which Kyle is Murray? short for the NBA for sure. Drew Brees was considered short for right. the NFL. He's six foot. Oh. My point is you can't I don't think you can be five eight and play in the NFL. You could be a little wide receiver, Jerry. Scrappy five, little eight? wide a five eight scrappy Stop wide it. receiver. Stop it. Running back. What about a running back? There's been tiny running backs. What I'm saying, Jerry, is is the NBA, like we're all we can never play in the NBA, even if we were excellent at basketball. You're also fifty two, your time's passed. So it's what never if, happening for you. What if I was a walk on? <laughs> That's college. 52-year-old walk-on. <laughs> You're going to call the Knicks? Yeah. I'd like to walk on. Can I try out? <laughs> I'm a Mitchell cr- Robbins and swat the ball in your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great outside shooter. I wouldn't drive, Jerry. I was just launch from the outside. You realize if they posted up Julius Randle on you, you'd be up to his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> like, legit. My eyeball would be on his nipple. <laughs> and you'd also look like half of him. <laughs> this is the thing. that, like, and yeah. When you see an NBA player in person, it looks like... Like something went crazy in the DNA lab. They're gigantic men. men. They are, and it's not even just the NBA. You know, I'm at Rutgers. These these boys are big. I mean, they got seven footers. They got guys that are six eight, six nine. It's ridiculous. That's, you end up in an elevator with these guys, and they're eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. I'm forty seven. I feel like a child. That's why whenever I see, like, I could be even in the Stop and Shop doing my grocery shopping, and if I see a tall guy, a tall. Yeah, he doesn't be young or old because I either think that's a former athlete right. or a current athlete. Because they're it's not wasted resources. <laughs> they're just so tall. Yeah, and built. Here's where you. Here's what you could play: hockey. Okay, because I think you could find guys in the five nine five ten range in hockey. Imagine still. someone checked me in hockey though, Jerry. I don't play. I'd be crushed. Yes, but I'm saying in terms of how how tall you are. Okay, for you height. could still play hockey. Okay, there are certain positions in. I mean, Jose Altuve is five eight, even though he looks like a small person Very on the field. Very tiny. But you do have smaller men that play baseball professionally. But football, nope. Basketball, nope. Hmm. Not easy. Yeah, these no basketball guys are huge. Jerry. Play tennis. Play golf. Like the guy who invented basketball, Naismith. 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 There's no way he thought 
every guy in the sport that he was inventing would have to be giant and just can stuff the ball. We well, weren't basket. allowed to stuff the ball. You that had to a, shoot that ball into the basket. Dunking was illegal for years and years and years so who and years. Ca- who's like, let's start dunking? That I don't know. Eddie can, would probably know that better than me. That, but I don't think dunking was legal in the NBA yeah. until the 1970s. I don't believe they just kept like, what if we got uh, one? A coach eventually somewhere had to say, what if you know it would be good? If we got guys that as tall as this basket, and then they could just stuff it right in there. That has been. That is why there have been some. That say it's time to raise the basket to twelve feet. Yes, I don't think that will happen, but I think you got a better shot of moving, not the three point line, but but probably instituting a four point line to make the game even deeper. Because when this guy invented basketball, humans weren't this tall. It's like when you—I know uh, Evan likes to go visit presidential boyhood homes. <laughs> yes, he does. He's mentioned, <laughs> but if you've ever gone to like one of these uh places where you see old homes in like yeah. Abe Lincoln's bedroom or something. Very small beds. Yes. Very small beds. <laughs> yeah. We were tiny people. <laughs> I know. And that's what this Naismith guy invented basketball. He's like, "We're a tiny people. Let's set this thing 10 feet tall." And now their guys Manute Bull was like 9 feet tall. Manute Bull was 7'7", seven, seven, I believe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Then with the reach just put it right in that basket. Yes, I'm trying to see some like right, 1970. I'm trying to find out when the dunk became allowed. When we were allowed to just. Stuff I know it. it was the 70s. I think it was the 70s. Maybe maybe it was later than that. I'll try and find it. But yeah, who was the first to dunk it, Jerry? And be like legally or illegally? Yeah. Legally, My, like, I don't know do the answer. Dunks. I don't know. I would say someone like uh, Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. I would think. I that, don't know n- that. That doesn't feel long enough ago, Jerry. Yeah, I don't you know. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard of those guys. I want you to tell me about a guy I've never heard of who was just super tall, just stuffing it in the basket. I don't know the answer to that. I'm looking, I'm looking, and unfortunately, I can't read and think at the same time. All right. <laughs> That's fair enough. I will have an If people haven't told us on Twitter, we will have the answer for you after the break because I can't do this and talk to you at the same time. So yesterday, I asked you buzz, no buzz on the Knicks game, and you, you gave me buzz. I did, absolutely, 100%. And you were right, Jerry, because this morning, buzz... And I do that based only on listening to Sal on the way in and what my Twitter feed says. Yeah. And there was buzz there. There is buzz. Of course there is. You know, because they won whatever it was, however many games. They were in the playoffs last year. Disappointing finish for sure with that series against Atlanta. But they did so many good things with the new head coach. The players bought in. Julius Randle re-signs in the offseason, and you feel like the team is doing things. You go get Kemba Walker. They theoretically should be a little bit better than they were last year. So why wouldn't there be buzz? What was interesting to me, and I know it was sold out, but listening to Carton and Roberts as of 2.30 yesterday, it wasn't sold out. Which, And I guess that's the vaccine and the pan. I don't know, but I was blown away that with the buzz and the excitement for the Knicks coming into the season that the game wasn't sold out until later in the day, I suppose is what it was. Well, now there's real buzz, Jerry. So good luck trying to get a ticket. Now the Knicks play in Orlando tomorrow. Correct. They never played two games in a row, like two days in a row. In back to back. Sure. They do a back to back. They've rare. They've lightened that load for them. That was something in their last CBA that they, there's only, I think a certain amount of back to backs a team is allowed to play now. But they do absolutely do back-to-back games, just not often anymore. Jerry, I have a fun nugget from the NBA as well. I'm going to put this. This is our NBA segment right here. Uh, Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns. Yes. You know, I, have, I have audio of this. You do? I do. So there are people who, uh, you know, you listen to uh, music to pump you up before a game. 
you might listen to uh, Joel Olstein's speech about how we're all going to, like, we're all powerful <laughs> human beings. and yes. Just things to pump you up, Jerry. Right. You know, just so you watch something, you listen to something, mm-hmm. you put on your Walkman headphones, yeah. and you just get really pumped up. He says, you have you have audio? Uh, yeah, this? would you like to hear what yeah, pumps him up? this is what pumps up Carl Anthony Towns. I'm watching gorillas fight all day. I know at the end of the day, if I'm the gorilla in that video, I'm, li- I'm leaving out alive. Someone got to die. Ain't gonna be <laughs> Where was he, on the moon when you got this audio? Hey, listen, I searched for this. I found it. <laughs> Shut your face. <laughs> I found him. So he says he watches gorillas fight to the death. Says someone has to die and it won't be him. Man, the internet has everything. <laughs> you could search. I know. I know. I didn't know gorillas fought to the death. I didn't either. I thought they were respectful like how we are as people. You beat somebody up and just let, let them lay there. Just leave them bloodied. <laughs> yeah, when you've won, you've won. Right. And then they're not going to get up and fight you back. They know they'll lose. But gorillas evidently fight to the death. I guess. I, I wasn't aware of this. If I knew jujitsu, could I beat up a gorilla? No. Really? I don't think so. I, I really don't. They're not skilled in jujitsu. You're not Jerry. that strong, though. I know, but that's the thing with jujitsu. You don't need I know strength. That. I would just I know. put in a gorilla in an arm bar. But I think if we're talking about a gorilla size six foot something, yeah. the amount of strength they have. Yeah, what do they weigh, gorillas? It's probably the amount of 10 humans. Hmm. And I think one strike, and it's eating you. Right, but what if I got him in, like, a wrist lock and then took him down? How about this? You want to try? <laughs> I go up to the Brooklyn, what is it, the Bronx Zoo and wrestle some gorillas, Jerry. Here's what I think. Let's not attempt this. That's I don't think it would go well for you. That's another odd thing about the animal species versus humans. Like, gorillas don't work out. They don't. They also don't eat fried foods and chocolate chip cookies and cake and drink beer. (laughs) I mean. But I'm saying, like, they have that strength, right? Yes. And they're not exercising. It's just natural strength. Well, are we talking about animals in the wilderness or animals at the zoo? Look, even at the zoo. An animal in the wilderness is going to be a little crazier and stronger than I think an animal at the zoo. They get a little lazy. Right. A little lazy. They get handed their food. You go see them. The lions are passed out for 18 days. (laughs) (laughs) You see them in 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 Africa and they're running around like lunatics because they're starving and looking for food. But I'm saying, like, even a gorilla in the Bronx Zoo is super strong. Once again, they're not bringing it a pepperoni pizza. (laughs) But you're right. I bet you have a Bronx Zoo gorilla. Fought a gorilla in the wilderness. I think it would get his ass kicked to pump up Carl Anthony it's Towns. Soft. Yeah, you know, and that's just because of the way it was raised. Never had to hunt for food. Gorilla. Yes, gorilla. thank you, Mike. And it's just it's got what it needs, yeah. so it's comfortable. It's it's different. Even I think even a lion in the zoo <laughs> go release it in the wild. Good luck, sir. <laughs> you know, you don't know what it's like to be searching for food. I would watch a gorilla fight MMA style against uh, like a champion. Didn't Billy Riggs watch. fight a kangaroo back in the day? Woody Allen fought a kangaroo. But Woody Allen, that's who it was. That's who it was. He boxed a kangaroo yes. with boxing gloves. Right. Those are stupid. I mean, what Could you we... picture Woody Allen fighting a kangaroo? Like it's on I YouTube. saw that documentary. No, I couldn't. Yeah. There's no chance I could see that. Maybe the kangaroo was trying to run away from Woody Allen. He's <laughs> afraid of him. I, afraid of him? <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a person on this planet that would be afraid of him. Right. Like I could definitely beat up Woody Allen. Yeah, stop. Even if I didn't know jujitsu. Good Lord. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get off the animal talk. <laughs> uh, and we do have something for you oh. that I call 80s rocker versus 80s 
player. This will be 80s MLB beer for Al Dukes. I love the this year game. 1986. That's coming up next. I'm going to nail this one. 86, I was a junior in high school. You would think, and we'll see how you do. I got eight names for you. Okay. We will see how you do. My over-under will be five and a half for you. Out of eight? Out of eight. Okay. I think that's fair. Last week, I went five of seven. Correct. I added one over-under five and a half. Okay. So 80s Rocker versus 80s MLB are coming up next. We got a lot more to do as well. And then Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sounds like this is from the 80s. Sure is, Jerry. Is this the combo one? It is. With Arrowsmith? Yes. And Run DMC? This is my childhood right here. And yours, for the most part. Oh, yeah, I bought uh, this cassette. Uh, uh. This so was, who didn't? This was one of the first cassettes that was uh, a clear cassette. Is that true? Yeah. Remember the cassettes used to be white? Yeah, they're like off-white. Off-white. Yeah, beige, Jerry, if you will. This was a clear one. I did like the clear cassettes. That was true. That was, I was like, oh, I'm getting a high quality cassette. All right. So 25 after five, you hear the 80s music. That means it is time for our new Thursday standing game that we take the, what I would consider one of the best musical minds of anyone I've ever come across. And also one of the weirdest 80s sports minds of someone I've ever come across. We call it 1980s. Or 1980s rocker or sports-er? Because we go sometimes NFL, sometimes we go baseball. Today we go baseball. Now this Al Dukes is right in your freaking wheelhouse. We're going with the year 1986. 1986, that was the year the New York Mets won the World Series. And a small, young Al Dukes was living in his glory because the Metsies were winning, winning, winning. He also was big into bands like Journey and Genesis and R.E.M., Help me out here. Give me Ozzy. Ozzy. Ozzy I loved Osborne. Ozzy back then. We're talking 80s rock bands. So, Jerry, I was I worshiped the devil back then. Oh, good lord. Ozzy, I know. Judas Priest. You probably were you probably had the black paint going oh, on your yeah. chest. I understand you were eating rat heads. What like was Ozzy, it? weren't you eating a rat head? I was eating bats, Jerry, back then, that, 86. Right. There you There's go. no way I'm not acing this. 86 baseball? Well, you here's the deal. kidding me, So Jerry. here's what I did. You've got a handful of players. you got a handful of rockers. But they're not lead singers because that's too easy. But I'm also not it. giving you the, you know, some guy that was there for five minutes either. So to be fair, maybe not a household name, but I expect this from you. Are you ready for your first one? I am one? ready. You can pot this down, uh, Brian. Brian, yes. 80s rocker or 80s MLB beer? Right. Name number one, Tony Bernazard. Mm, this is a good one, Jerry. Tony Bernazard. I actually thought I gave you a layup to start. Really? I I'm going to go baseball player. With who? I'm going to say he played for the Mariners. Well, you are correct. He is a baseball player. In 1986, Tony Bernazard, who later was with the Yankees organization, Played for the Indians. He had 301 in 146 games, 18 home runs, 88 RBIs. Wow. So even though you didn't know the team for 1986, you are correct, sir. Okay. You're one for one. Name number two, 80s rocker or 80s MLBer. The name, Tony Banks. 
Tony Banks is an 80s rocker who was in Genesis. God darn it. Yes. Just playing. Well, I know. I heard that, and that was ironic. <laughs> Damn. All right, Tony you're two Banks. for two. That's actually very, yes. Keyboardist. So keyboard, yes, guitarist and backup vocals. Good job, Tony Damn, Banks. dude. That was actually pretty good. All right, here we go. Name number three. So far, Al Dukes is two for two. He is on his way. If you bet the over, you're in pretty good way right now. Name number three. 80s rocker or 80s MLBer, Martin Chambers. Ooh, I don't know this one, Jerry. Martin Chambers. I thought this was a good one by me. I'm going to say this is an 80s rocker. Give me a guess on the band. Starship. No. <laughs> You're not far <laughs> off. The pre- he was the drummer for the Pretenders. <laughs> All right. All right, so you, I, I'll give that even though you didn't know what band he was, right. and it really was a guess. You did get it right. So you're for three, you're three for three. I am three, three for three, three, three for three, three for three. All right, number four. Name number four. Johnny Ray. Johnny Ray is a baseball player. For who? Hmm. This I I don't remember who Johnny Ray played for. But played, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna go White Sox. He played for the Pirates. He's oh. Unbelievable! But you're right. He's a baseball, baseball player. Baseball player. In 1986, 654 plate appearances. Wow! How many strikeouts you think? Hmm, this is the 80s, not today. So I'm gonna say. He right, had, and this isn't Mickey Mantle. Like this is Johnny he, Ray. He had uh, 80 strikeouts. 47 strikeouts <laughs> in 654 yeah, plate Jerry, appearances. That's. He had, 300 and played in 155 games. Baseball was magic back then, Jerry. So oh, was rock and roll. You are four for four, my friend. Yeah. You only got a couple more to win. All right, here we go. Player or rocker number five, 80s rocker, 80s MLBer, Von Hayes. Oh, he was a, a baseball player. For who? Von Hayes. Uh, man, I knew Von Hayes, too. I used to definitely know Von Hayes. I'm going to say Von Hayes was on the Royals. Mm, Phillies. I'm surprised ah, you actually didn't get Phillies. that. Yeah. Damn. That was the one that I thought was pretty easy in the list. Von Hayes for the Phillies in 1986, 158 games, hit 305, 19 home runs, 107 <laughs> RBIs. Not too bad. All right. Player or rocker number six. His name, Mike Mills. Mike. Oh, Mike Mills. He knows again. He knows was it. a rocker. He was an REM. Lead guitarist for REM. Yeah. God, so you've won. You are six for six, but I'm we're going to finish. We'll finish. So you're six for six. Let's see if you can go perfect. Eight for okay. eight. 80s rocker versus 80s MLB. I am disappointed that I don't know the team I would agree with these that. guys are on. I would that agree. ticked me off. Because you're like the king of the 1980s baseball yeah, card, and really, you know all these I'm guys. I'm disappointed in myself. Number seven, Phil Bradley. Ooh, Phil Bradley, I'm going to say, was a baseball player. For who? I'm going to say the Mariners. Yes. That is real. You know what? Out of all of these, this is the one I didn't think you'd get. He hit 310. He had 163 hits, 77 walks in 143 games. Phil, you are seven for seven. Wow. You're like a savant. I like this. All right. In the final one, let's see if you can have a perfect score and go eight for eight, 80s rocker versus 80s MLB. All right. Gary Malibur. Hmm. Wow. Oh, come on. You got to get this. Gary Malibur. I'm going to say Gary Malibur was a baseball player. No. He went seven for eight. Oh, no. He was, and I think still is. Okay. Well, maybe he not still is, but he was the drummer and keyboardist for the Steve Miller Band. Oh. I did that one. I did not know. You know what I also didn't know? For real. I did not realize this. I didn't realize Steve Miller 
was actually the lead singer of the Steve Miller. I just thought it was the name of a band. Oh, you didn't know Steve Miller was actually no. Steve Miller. I, for, I don't know why. And in a lot of cases, like Bruce Hornsby and the range. I know Bruce Hornsby is, I know that. Right. I don't know why. I just thought that was the name of a band. And he still performs. Oh, yeah. I the heard band started in like 1960-something. He was on uh, the Mark Marin podcast last year. I listened to an hour about Steve Miller. What a seems like a fun, relaxed guy. Apparently, he doesn't care for his bandmates because he never mentioned Gary Malibur once. Nope. Or you would have remembered. Did not never mention. So Gary let me Malibur. just congratulate you. Thank this you, is Gary. two weeks in a row. You have won the challenge. You almost were perfect today. You go seven for eight. You get to maintain the belt. Thank you, but uh, disappointed in myself and not knowing a lot of the baseball teams that these guys are in. Fair enough. Understandably so. Jerry, we have Thursday night football tonight. We does. And speaking of 80s sports, there is no way for me to watch Broncos at Cleveland Browns without thinking of Ernest Biner in the game that was the drive when he put that ball on the carpet, Jerry. No, I don't think you will when you see, you know, Drew Locke playing against Case Keenum. <laughs> Which one of those is going to remind you of John Elway exactly? <laughs> so you're saying that's not John Elway versus Bernie Kosar? It's not exactly the same thing. Now, I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater may play. Right. But it also looks like he might not play. And we know that Baker Mayfield's out with right. the torn labrum. Case Keenum, though, Jerry. I love this. Case Keenum on starting tonight. Yeah. Quote, I'm built for this. I ha- Yeah. I, I, I mean, just recorded it. I'll have it coming up later in the show. Jerry, that guy is oozing confidence he is he basically said he takes the reps in his mind every day yeah so he feels like he is built he's prepared well he did say that but he also said he's he's prepared like ready to go this remind me of a story bart scott told i don't know if he told it on the air or if he told it to me in the control room let's roll with it and say he said it on the air Uh, yeah he may have said it on the air but it, it just reminded me of this of a backup quarterback being confident yeah he was when Bart Scott was on the Ravens, and they had a backup quarterback. I guess Joe Flacco was hurt, mm-hmm. and they had a backup quarterback. He said in a pregame, the backup quarterback gave what he thought was a rah-rah, I got this speech. And Bart Scott said he turned to the defense in front of everyone and goes, we're on our own today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I don't think that'll be the case with Case Keenum. But that is funny. Why? You think he can move the ball? Yeah, I think Case Keenum can play a little bit. And you're bit. right. There, who is he going up against? If not Teddy Bridgewater, Drew yeah. Locke. Now, he did say he'll know where Von, you know, it's his former yes. team. He was there for a short time. He did say he'll know where Von Miller is at all times. Because remember Von Miller earlier this week. kill him. <laughs> I don't know who the who I'm going up against, but whoever it is, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yes. Probably not what you should say. Yeah, you got to know where Von Miller is. He'll definitely get a sack, though, on Case Keenum. And I think, and I, I don't know this because I didn't check enough, but I think both starting tackles for the Browns, yes. yeah, they're out. <laughs> I saw I saw OBJ and is, both starting tackles questionable. Question, that's what it is, questionable. That's got to be comforting. <laughs> I mean, my Lord. Right, you may know where Von Miller is at all times. Doesn't mean anyone's stopping no. him. Doesn't mean he's not going to come right through and Is this a buzz-no-buzz no game for you? I like, don't know. Are you going to be, forget about the drive. Yeah. Are you going to be locked in at 8 o'clock no. for the start of this game? It's not. It's, yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah. I love the idea of it. I do lo- like that to me, that that game with Elway and Bernie Kosar, that was one of the, to me, one of the top, easily top 10, maybe top five football games that I recall watching. Sure. And I felt so bad for Ernest Biner when he fumbled that ball that I went out and bought an Ernest Biner jersey really? and wore it to school because I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, that was rough. Like, 
He was going into the end zone. He was in the end zone. I know. I know. I know. I know. Was there a replay back then? Probably not. On the TV, yes. Did they use it? No. Of course there was. It wasn't 1930. Yes, I saw it on the TV, Jerry. Yes, of course there was. But it was. It wasn't in the NFL where they. But I mean, no, they fumbled. They clearly no, fumbled they didn't it use anyway. it. No, 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 no. They definitely didn't use replay back then. They and didn't then use that, replay until recently. And really. then, first of all, I love and I, and I know now the the stadium in Cleveland is really nice. Unfortunately, yeah. back then it was like it was a dump. <laughs> it was just like patched dirt. Yeah. And then John Elway had to go down and. Which was the place before it. we take a break? And I don't remember. Is it pit? Was Which it three one? rivers they called the mistake by the lake, or was that Cleveland? That was, was Cleveland. That was Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I think Cleveland itself was the mistake by the lake. <laughs> the city. The city. <laughs> the whole <laughs> thing. Yeah, well, you never know. Maybe at some point in the course of the next 10, 15 years, your career path is in Cleveland. Yeah. You never know. But Cleveland does have one of my favorite players, Peoples-Jones. Yes, well, you like his name. You That's couldn't pick awesome, him out of a lineup, but you like the I couldn't, name. But I love his. I love the jersey. It is Peoples cool. Jones. If You'll I would be, lived in Cleveland, Jerry, I'd a hundred percent have a Peoples Jones jersey, along with your Ernest Biner jersey. Uh, old school, Jerry. I'd be going old school. Maybe uh, even a Brian Sipe jersey. Oh, I like that. Not bad. All right, quick break. When we come back, lots more to do. We'll get to some of the baseball, perhaps as well. And we got Boomer and Geo. It's a Thursday, right here on the Fan. Hey, hey, warm-up show till the top of the hour. We've got Boomer, we've got Geo, everybody here on a football Thursday. Jerry, our friend in the afternoon, Mr. Craig Carton, who used to host the mornings here. For a a long time, he's been uh, touting that uh, Deshaun Watson was going to go to the Miami Dolphins. Looks like he might be right. And Evan's been busting his chops because for weeks nothing's happened and nothing's going on. And Evan kept saying, when's that happening? Evan's had a rough go. Then yesterday... Uh, that fella at the Houston Chronicle, who I yeah. guess is uh, knee-deep in uh, Houston Texans stuff, uh, he says that uh, he could go to the Dolphins as soon as this week. Jerry, it's Thursday. Let's um, let's take a look at what's happened with Evan over the last couple yeah. of months. Craig likes to rail on the Mets for doing things the wrong way. Their GM has their issues. All right. Has his issues. Kind of an embarrassment, if you will. Says the Mets stink. Let's go from first place to third or fourth place very quickly. Not good for Evan. Not good for Evan. As the Yankees then, now they didn't have a great run, but make the postseason. Then, of course, the Brooklyn Nets get to begin their season. Evan's fired up. Craig wants to mock him. The Nets lay an egg. Then Evan says, well, good luck tonight against the Celtics, and I'll be doing the play-by-play for you when it's you know Boston by 15, going to the fourth quarter, and the Knicks win a thriller. And Craig said that Deshaun Watson will go to Miami. Evan has mocked him, and now it looks like Deshaun Watson's going to Miami. If I was, if I were Evan, I might stay home today. <laughs> <laughs> Tough times. I still don't understand how this would work. Like he goes to Miami, and when he and could, they wait until he's cleared. But I, could he play now? He's not on. I any don't know. List. I don't know the answer to that. I, I think he could just go in there, and oh, that's weird. Like I thought they uh, Tua. I don't know. I, I really I don't know. I don't know if the NFL is telling them we're not going to suspend him, but don't play him. I, I don't know. Because they're paying him. Right. So it's not like you can have – you can't file a lawsuit for your money. You're getting your money. You, you have no right to play. I mean, it's whatever they decide. I wonder, like, why would the Dolphins want him? To win. Just win, baby. That's why, though. It's an upgrade at that position. I mean, Deshaun Watson, 
you know, if you put that other stuff aside for a second, because that's not determined and nothing's decided. I don't, I don't know any more of it than you do. But just Deshaun Watson, the football player. You heard, uh, remember Doc Rivers? I played that clip of Doc Rivers yesterday, which I thought was a good clip to play because the Sixers are, they've had it with Ben Simmons. They're not, they can't trade him, though, because no one wants him. And he's becoming a giant pain in their ass. And the reporter basically said, when is enough enough and why do you go through this? And he, he, said, he said, because he's a good player, he can help us win. Well, if you put all the other stuff aside and you look at Deshaun Watson, the quarterback and football player, that's your answer. He's a damn good player, and he can help them win. If I'm Tua, I'd be pissed. Well, of course. But I think Tua's got to be in that deal, doesn't he? Oh, you think he goes to the Texans? You're going to have Deshaun Watson there and Tua? What was the point of drafting Tua in the first round? Good point. Good point, well, Boomer. Well, maybe he goes to the Texans. He might. I don't. I, again, I don't know. I don't know what the what the proposed deal would be, but I would think he's got to be in it. Don't you think Tua probably just settled in, bought a house in Miami? Oh, he's all he's settled in South in. Florida. <laughs> and then it's like you're going to Houston. Yeah, which is fine, but it's not South Florida. It is not South Florida. Jerry. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, that's the tough thing about you know being a professional athlete when you get traded. You really, have, unless you have a no trade clause, you've got no control over it. And one day your kids are in school and everything's great, and you love your neighborhood, and you got this beautiful home. I'm sorry, I was traded where, when, today. Okay, honey, we're moving. Like, and not wow. that you're not going to go into another beautiful home in another beautiful neighborhood, no, but, but when you got kids, you're pulling your kids out of school. Well, but think about this. When you moved from Matawan to Bradley Beach, think about the weeks, if not months, of preparation Yes, for you as a single guy to make right. that move. Now think about moving to a different city with a family. I mean, and, like, tomorrow – yeah, I mean, Jerry, it took me a little while just to figure out in the stop and shop which aisles had the stuff I wanted, you know? So I get it. Just read the signs. I get it, Jerry. <laughs> you get nothing. I understand how <laughs> difficult it is. Oh, you're funny. Well, think about Rizzo and Gallo. They came like a baseball player at the trade deadline. Like, literally, they went from Texas to New York City. Right, and you're in the middle of a season while you yes. are getting moved all over the place. And that's what I'm saying. Like, they literally have 48 hours to pack up their stuff and get... Now, their family might stay back for, you know, to take care of loose ends, but, like, they've got to go live in an apartment or a hotel and, oh, by the way, be ready to play the next night. And then for a football player like Deshaun Watson would have to learn a new offense. And quickly, if he was going to play quickly, which I don't know if that's the case or not. Not sure. Jerry, Bruce Allen, you know, uh, he's the fellow that uh, he and John Gruden were uh, doing those email exchanges that uh, got Gruden uh, fired. Yeah. Uh, more information came out about Bruce Allen. I'm going to be very quiet. I would yeah. like you to read exact the details. All right. So that Eddie can have a blast with this going forward at some point. So Bruce Allen sent a questionable photo, Jerry, to multiple members of the league office in 2011. He sent a picture of two described as scantily clad women. One was bent over. The other one was giving her a shot in the butt with a fake needle. Uh, Bruce Allen sent the photo and wrote, quote, for our next meeting on HGH. This is classic dad emails. This is classic stupidity. Right? Like old guys sending hilarious emails, Jerry. What a jackass. You ever get on a list where where, where my dad used to send emails about tons, that? Not, <laughs> he wouldn't send like <laughs> women emails, but like jokes emails. Yeah. He would send them all the time, and I was like, listen. To who? To you? Well, to, like he had a list of people, and oh. I think I was on the list. And I think he got tired of doing it, too. But like when older guys first figure out email, 
they like to send hilarious. I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They like to send hilarious emails, Jerry. Yeah, I don't think I ever have. No, no. no you, you grew up in the media. You grew up in the uh, email fair. times. That's fair. Yeah. So you're good. That's fair. But older guys, like Bruce Allen was an older guy when the, the emails came around. So he's like, let me send this hilarious shot of a... First of all, you had to Google it. Do you think he Googled woman giving another I, I, woman I, a shot? I do not know. I don't know where this came from. Then he had to screen grab it. So I he did know. have to know how to do that. And then use the company email. And then, and then use the Washington uh, football team's email. I mean, what an ass. And sent it to people in the NFL's office. Like... Here's a hilarious thing. It went to the NFL. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Oh the God. league office guys, they you know, said, hey, listen, next time we talk at HGH. Was right. there a reply? Did, I, did the, the story? The, the story did not have replies. Well, I think that's got to be part of the story. Oh, like did somebody say, Well, did hey, someone hey. in the league office reply, ha, 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 or right. let's do it, or whatever? The good, did Goodell write back, hubba, hubba? <laughs> I'm pretty sure now. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say that Roger Goodell did not reply hubba hubba. Right. (laughs) I don't think that's not been confirmed, Jerry. No, of course not. This has not been confirmed. (laughs) Dummy. (laughs) The only thing we know is that Bruce Allen sent a picture of a woman giving another woman a a fake shot in the butt. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, the more you learn, the more you realize how stupid people are. (laughs) Us included, but not that we've done that. Yeah, I'm not one for uh, hilarious attachments. You know, sending photos like that. So you're not one for the GIF in a text? No, I just make people no, laugh. No, I don't do GIFs. I don't like like on Twitter now. Everyone re- like you know who's a big GIF guy? Cela. Oh, is he? He responds to everything with like a GIF. Got it. Well, yeah. Well, you can deal with that tomorrow. You and normally a Seinfeld GIF. Ah, one of those guys. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of them. Seinfeld GIF guy. I don't mind that. I just not every time. Right. Right, occasionally, when it calls for it, Jerry. Right. When it calls for it. Jerry, are you familiar with the Chicago Bears Center? Olin uh, Krutz? Yeah. Well, I mean, he hasn't played in a while, but yes. I hasn't am. played in a while, but I, I was he reading. He was on I the go, 07 team, I believe. He said. That went to the Super Bowl. It's a Hall of Fame finalist. That can't be true. Uh, he was a hell of a player. I don't know if a he Hall is or not. A Hall of Fame center? He was really good. He was, I believe he was a Pro Bowler for several years. Anyway, he was responding on a, a radio program. Yes, he about, was. Uh, an Odyssey station, by the way. An Odyssey? Odyssey, correct. Was it uh, the score in Chicago? It was, in, it was indeed the store in the score. Yes. So uh, they had asked him about you know Aaron Rodgers saying he owns the Bears. I do have it. Oh, you have audio, Jay. Of course, I have audio. I so this was this was his response to what did he think about that and what would he say to him if he saw him? I still own you. I still own you. I've owned you mm-hmm. my whole blanking life. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel? I like and, to punch him in his face. To yeah, be yeah. yeah. I like to punch him in his face. Uh, when, when you see that, that's your first reaction, right? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> he went on. I'll have more audio coming up later in the morning. But he went on talking about why he wants to punch him in the face. Did he really want to punch him in the I face? I think so. Yeah. Oh. No, I think he did. That's old school, Jerry. He was, he was very uh, – he was upset by that. Really? And then Rogers then responded to the whole thing on the McAfee show, which I'll have some of that coming up as well talking about why he said what he said and what he saw in the end zone. And it was also something very interesting that I don't, I haven't seen it anywhere. Perhaps it is a headline somewhere, but very interesting nugget out of that in terms of Roger's future. Is that right? I thought so. I'm a headline nugget guy, Jerry, and I didn't see that. Yeah. And I'm surprised. And I think partly because it got lost in all this, I own you crap and him responding. I don't know if he responded to Cruz in this or not, but there was a lot of the whole 
Packer Bear dynamic playing at Soldier Field and how the fans react. And then he was talking about fans in different cities. They're all nuts, basically, is what he was saying. But it was almost like it wasn't a throwaway line, but it was something that gave us a hint towards what he might be doing in the future. I thought I'm like Olin Crute's probably an old dude. Uh, he could no. Aaron Rodgers probably beat him up. No, he's a 44. Yeah, I, I, he was on the 07. I know he was on the 07 team because I covered the Bears in that Super Bowl. He's and from, I actually, I think I did a one-on-one with him. He's from Honolulu, Hawaii, Jerry. Okay, this guy looks like a tough dude. Yes, he's six foot two. 292 pounds. He's not from Grenoble, France. From Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> it doesn't have the same. No. It doesn't work. Seven foot four, 525 pounds. So, yeah, so we'll have more Aaron Rodgers and Olin Krutz video coming out there throughout the course of the morning. Quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo, an action packed Thursday. Right now, though, an Odyssey Sports Minute. Her name is Amy Lawrence on the Astros and Red Sox. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Right, got about a minute left. Last night, Knicks win in overtime over the Celtics. You had the uh, Astros win and the Braves won, and that's where we at. Jerry, former WWE wrestler Hacksaw Jim Dugan, or Duggan. I think uh, you're Hacksaw. the wrestling expert. I know. I think we called him Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You're really Dugan? not sure, are you? I'm really not sure. You're confused with Jimmy Dugan and Hacksaw Duggan. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Jerry, he... Uh, he he is uh, was hospitalized for a procedure, but he's doing well. There Good. was really no word on what the procedure was. Mm-hmm. How old is this guy? I'm not sure. All right, but he was a big wrestler in like the Hulk Hogan era of WWF. But uh, he was involved in something in New Jersey that got the whole is wrestling fake thing going. Really? And, yeah. He and the Iron Sheik were carpooling together to go to a match, and they were enemies. <laughs> and they got pulled over for having, I believe, weed in the car. Weed, weed, weed. And the cops, like, we pulled over the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw. And that was it. They were outed. They were outed because, like, yeah. these. I think they were going to fight each other. Yeah, that doesn't work. That does and not work, Jerry. Plus, they're not punching each other. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.